listening to Vet Candy. Hey all, this is Dr. Jill Lopez. You may know me as the founder of Vet Candy, but do you know why I started Vet Candy? Simply put, it's because of people like you. I love that in our profession, there's always somebody new to meet. I'm really passionate about meeting new people and sharing their stories. And I consider myself fortunate to work in a field that is full of the coolest people on the planet. And that's why I created 21 Questions, to share their stories. With 21 Questions, we take a deep dive into interesting stories and topics. We talk with others in a free-formed, wide-open, relaxed conversation to not only have some laughs, but maybe to inspire some people along the way. Are you ready to get started? I am. Let's go. When a dog is diagnosed with cancer, it can be a very vulnerable time for the family. Many difficult questions need to be answered. Is the cancer treatable? What treatment options are there available? And what kind of quality of life will the pet have? When an owner or even a veterinarian has a canine cancer patient and some burning questions to go along with it, they turn to Dr. Rachel Venable for answers. Dr. Rachel runs a consulting agency for both pets and veterinarians regarding cancer, aptly named Pet Cancer Care. She believes in a team-based approach that involves everyone in the rehabilitation of a sick animal. Although she is passionate about animals and their care, Dr. Rachel is equally giving to people in crisis. She's a volunteer for the global charity, Be The Change. I am delighted to introduce you today to the amazing, incredible Dr. Rachel Venable. Welcome to the show, Dr. Rachel. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. You've been in our shows, many of our shows before, but you haven't been on this show. So what have you been doing since the last time we caught up with you? You just, I think in the last show, you just started your business. Like, how's your business going? It's going good. I've been going now for a little over a year. I've made a a lot of new contacts, contacted a lot of different areas in the country. You know, actually have another oncologist working with me. So pretty exciting stuff. There's a lot of cases of oncology, so it's, it's working out really well. Patients in, you live in Arizona, right? Are you only seeing patients that live in Arizona or how do you, what do you do? That's a great question because it is tricky. Because I add in a pet owner, there are some differences when it comes to the legality part of it. Uh, to that, you can pretty much do anywhere, um, but when you add in the pet owner, that's where it gets a little different. So I can do more than Arizona. Um, actually, I can do most states, uh, but I do feel like I've become almost like an expert at reading the Veterinary Practice Acts of the various different states because kind of having the tease through there and figuring out, okay, can I do this or can I not? So, yeah, and I have read that the FDA has changed back the um, Veterinary Practice Act. Um, is that going to affect you at all? No, it doesn't affect me with the way I'm doing it. So... The way I do it, it's a consultation with the vet. So the vet is part of the consult. They don't have to be there for the whole thing, but they are part of it. They're the ones that have the account with me and actually billing goes through them. So it's like a vet to vet consultation and the pet owner's listening in is kind of how I look at it. Yeah. So the vet's there. There's no issue with the vet patient relationship. Right. 
because I don't have it, but since the vet's there, now I don't do any prescribing. You know, I can recommend what I would do, but I don't prescribe. Here's the cocktail I give. Yeah, okay. That's great. Ages ago, I used to work at the Poison Control Center, and we sort of, we still talk to the pet owner indirectly, but anything that had to be done, there was a veterinarian involved. If you're a veterinarian, if you're the average veterinarian, you probably don't have a really good handle on oncology because you're so busy juggling everything else. You can soup up your practice by having a consultation with an oncologist for your patients without sending them somewhere. And and there's not a lot of oncologists. How many oncologists are there? It depends, but from what I found, it appears that there's less than 450 of us in the U.S. and Canada, so not many. Not many, not many. I'm from West Virginia, and I don't think there's one veterinarian who's an oncologist in West Virginia, so you'd have to probably travel, I don't know, where you travel to. (laughs) It seems like a lot of them are in certain areas, like Philadelphia is full of oncologists. Exactly. Yeah. West Virginia, Kentucky, the Dakotas, Nebraska. There's actually several states. Hawaii, um, they don't have an oncologist. So yeah, it it can be really tricky for people. And, you know, vets can reach out to specialists and get information. But I feel like the piece that's missing is the pet owner, because so often they have all kinds of questions. Yeah. And who's got time to answer those? That's true. (laughs) Yeah. So you're there. But then you don't have to do the hard stuff. That's amazing. It's like having a veterinary oncologist in your pocket. Do you guys do 24 hour or you don't even need to do 24 hour because nobody needs a consultation at three in the morning for cancer, right? So you don't even have to do that. Do you have any technicians that work with you that help triage the cases? Not at this point. You know, as they get busier, that's what I'm looking into. But at this point, I don't need it yet. But coming down the road. (laughs) So that's great. So it sounds like business is good and it's booming and it's going to get even bigger. So that's incredible. So are you ready to play 21 questions? I am. Okay. First question is, what's the most embarrassing thing you have ever done? I feel like I put my foot in my mouth a lot and I try to forget a lot of those moments, but I think from a work standpoint, one of the more embarrassing ones, especially I was a new, a new vet, And I had done a consult with a pet owner and the dog, and I was trying to get the dog to go with me out of the room because we were going to, you know, do testing or something. And I used to always call animals like cutie and sweet. And I was like, come on, cutie, let's go. And then the owner, who was a guy, and it was the only guy in there, he was like, oh, you know, I I wasn't planning on going. And like, uh, like, clearly, God, I was talking to him. And so it was just this awkward, like, I'm not hitting on you right now. Like, yeah, that. I learned, I now like call them all buddies or monkey. I don't even know where monkey came from, but that's, I've learned to not say sweetie, cutie, any of those. Oh yeah. Cause the rare chance a man comes into the vet clinic, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's pretty good. Most of our embarrassing things in the oncologist that we've interviewed is usually involves nudity. So good for you to have a, a rated G response. The next question is what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Most spontaneous. Well, you know, it's interesting my work life, I'm very scheduled. I very, I've had goals, very planned. Personal life, I like to wing it more. My husband and I are both kind of that way, which with kids can make things a little bit challenging. It's hard to find a babysitter at the last minute. I think right now, the most spontaneous thing, I actually just signed up to go to Peru in a few weeks and I just did it last week. So it was kind of this last minute. I've always wanted to see the Amazon. I've always wanted to see Machu Picchu and it just things kind of aligned for me to be able to go. So I just 
bought tickets. You know, with your business, as long as you have a cell phone, you can go anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. That Which leads me to the next question. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Right. Well, right now, Peru. I mean, I really, I want to see everywhere, but I haven't been much in Europe. I would love to see, you know, France. And then I've heard a lot of great things about the Czech Republic. So yeah, definitely head over there at some point. And you know, AT&T, well, I don't know if AT&T exists anymore, but they offer translating services. So if you think about it, you could have like an international branch of cancer care center or consulting. You could and just have your words translated. No, that's true. You know, I actually have a vet clinic in Israel that I've done some consults with. I haven't worked with the pet owner because I wasn't open to the Hebrew law challenge. (laughs) So I've just been working with the vet. But it's been interesting because luckily they've been translating things for me, but a lot of times they'll send over the original and it's all in Hebrew. And I'm like, wow, this is so like, Spanish, I can kind of muddle my way through, but Hebrew, no, I have no idea what they're saying. Yes. Yes, that's true. Okay. Next question. What's your biggest regret? I've always been bad about looking towards the next goal and thinking about the next thing that I'm not always good about living in the moment. Um, that's something I really tried to be better about, especially since becoming a mom. I think that kind of, you know, you really, because even when they're little, sometimes you're like, oh man, I can't wait until they sleep through the night. till they do this, till they do that. And then at some point you realize like, oh wait, do, do I even remember when they were babies? Did I really enjoy it? And so I, I've been trying to get better about living in the moment, but that, that really is a challenge for me. Yeah. I think that's a challenge for a lot of people. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Hold that thought. We've got to go to commercial break and we'll be right back. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. As a veterinarian, making time for your mental health may seem impossible right now. That's why we've partnered with Vet Candy to bring awareness to Zant. With Zant, you can choose from 25 focus areas, from burnout to addiction to everyday struggles, for $0 to access and free first sessions. Thinking there's a catch? No catch. Just actually affordable mental health care. Download Zant in the iOS App Store today. So next question, what would your dream day be like? You have an unlimited budget. You can go anywhere. The clock starts ticking when you get there and you have 24 hours. Where would you go? What would you do? And who would you bring with you? I mean, of course, there's always a thought of like the tropical island. I love actually Puerto Rico is one of my favorite places to go. You know, if I could skip the whole flights to get there and just be there, um, actually, I always have fun, have fun with my husband. So I, I love to just sit on the beach. And then Puerto Rico, we like to go and wander it. They have a lot of hiking. They actually have a rainforest, the little one, El Junque. So kind of hiking through there. So I think actually that's probably what I'd want to do if I have 24 hours to like soak it in. I've been to El Junque and we had cocas in El Junque. Yeah. After, right after I graduated from vet school, one of my best friends lived there and I came to visit him and we went through El Junque. <laughs> it was like a quick tour. We went everywhere in Puerto Rico. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Right. It's a lot of fun. And it is so small that, yeah, in a short time, you can really see the whole island. You can see the whole island. And, and next question, what is the most weirdest thing you have in your closet? So technically my office, I am in my old closet right now. Like, <laughs> 
So this isn't anymore. I don't have my clothes in here, but this is actually my closet. Like the doors are these glass sliding doors, like a regular closet. So that's probably the weirdest thing. My office is now in my closet. <laughs> Your office. That's pretty weird. Okay, cool. Uh, next question. If you could be any animal, what would you be? So I used to always want to be a sloth. Um, I don't know. Maybe because I wanted to be lazy and hang out in trees. Maybe like a hummingbird. I don't know. A bird would be kind of fun. But I remember, I feel like in my residency, I always wanted to be a sloth. I would like just picture myself in the jungle. I don't know. <laughs> okay. You know what? That's the, you know, ding, ding, ding. That's the first time for both of those answers. Most veterinarians I ask say cat. Isn't that, it's very strange, but a lot of them say cats. Okay. So next question is, if you could go into a time machine and go any time in the future or past, I mean, now I feel like you can't do anything, but where would you go and why? You can't, because if you do something in the future, probably wouldn't make a difference, but in the past, you might make the whole world go away. So you can't really do anything in the past, but where would you go and what what would you want to see? Honestly, I, I love history. So the first thing that comes to mind is like, you know, medieval castle and and again, I would want to see that from afar. I don't think I actually want to experience it. Because <laughs> they'd be like, witch, witch, <laughs> then chase you with the hatchet. You know, I'm a Christian, so I think it would be really cool to see, like, to go back and see, like, if I could actually see Jesus, like, wow, that would be insane. Um, but again, given how everything was culturally, I would be good to see it from afar. From afar? <laughs> yes, that's true. Because they'd be like, oh, another witch. <laughs> you know, from the, because you'd be dressed like now and it'd be like, here you are. So <laughs> that would be funny. That's interesting. Okay, cool. The next question is, what is this last show you binge watched? I don't really watch a ton of TV anymore. I think, you know, probably the last show was the Great British Baking Show. I, I mean, I'm not, not that cool when it comes to shows. I watch a lot of travel and cooking shows. There's actually a, a show out called The Chosen. It, they are actually crowdfunding that. And so I've actually watched, uh, they only do, like they have to raise money to do each season. So they just started on the new season. So I've started watching that. I'm not very up with the TV shows, I'll be honest. So you like, do you like to cook yourself or you like to watch people cooking? I, I actually, I really love baking. So that's my favorite. Cooking, cooking's okay, but baking's my favorite. So I love cakes and cookies and bread. I made sourdough over over the break and that was fun, except it was, it was a process. You have to feed the yeast and... You have to get the source. Did you get it from somebody or did you create your own... It's a starter, right? A starter? Right, yeah, the starter. Yeah. No, actually, I had a friend give me the starter. Otherwise, I don't think I would have done it. And so it was like feeding it. And I, I don't know, my kids had a lot of fun with it because, you know, you feed it and then we wake up in the morning and it's like busting out of the container. And How many How many kids do you have? I have two. Okay. How old are they? Four and eight. Two little girls. Oh, oh that's great. That's great. So um, there is a show on Netflix that you, if you watch it, you'll probably binge it. It's um, Baking and Engineering. I think it's called Baconeers or something. And they take an engineer and then they take a baker and they have to design, like one of them is they design a, a bridge that has to carry like 150 pounds. They design a car that has to move that's made of food. Oh, how funny. Yeah. So they combine that and it's, it's really, some people are really good. The first challenge was to create a boat that, of cake that could float and that would go sail down a cha like a channel. And um, not many people made it to the second round. Everyone made these beautiful cake boats, but they sunk. 
So, and I'm like, I wonder what they do with that leftover cake. That's like what I'm always thinking. Like, what do they do with that? Uh, speaking of uh, binge watching, I like to binge watch it and eat the cake that they're making those boats with. Okay, so next question. If you could hear one song or one artist the rest of your life, who would that be? It seems like whatever mood I'm in at the time, right? Um, I've been listening a lot to old Fleetwood Mac. You know, I love like their greatest hits. And it's funny, my four-year-old loves it. She'll like dance around all those old songs. So right now, that's what comes to mind. But in a month, it might be something different. But I, I, I do love the old the old rock, like 70s, 60s, 70s rock is probably my favorite. And then some of the 90s. It's like mellow. It's like a, if I was a sloth, that's the music I'd want to listen to, right? The Yeah, the 70s, like chilling out. <laughs> Metri. Yeah, that's cool. That's cute. So um, what is the weirdest dream you've ever had? I definitely had those dreams where like you're at work, but you're not wearing pants. And for some reason you can't get pants, you know, things like that. Or like, I've, I've definitely had some of those, you know, even now where it's like, I think I'm in college, but I missed like the first two weeks of classes or something, or like I've missed a bunch and like catching up, but I don't know. It's like weird. Cause it's, it should be simple, but in the dream, you can't figure it out. You know, it's like when you wake up and you're like, that was that was really weird. Almost <laughs> uh, every vet I've spoken to, other than the couple that say they don't have dreams, they've always said the same thing about college. Not the no pants. They Some of them say that, but everyone says that they either, they came to class and they were late and they were taking a test and they or they couldn't read the test. And a lot of them said that they were, even me, I've had ones where I've gone in and it said, like if I'm, I'm in and the test is almost over. And if I don't pass it, I have to repeat that school and there's no way I'm going to pass it. So I'm I, at the time I'm, I'm like, have to come to terms. I have to go back to vet school again. So a lot of people do that. I don't have them as often as I used to. I used to a lot when I first got out of school. Yeah, same, same. And sometimes it would even be high school. Like I used to even have dreams about high school that I would miss a bunch of classes or yeah, kind of the same, like missed tests, basically failing, right? Like I feel like that's what the dream was. So maybe we're all terrified of failure. I don't know. I don't know what that means about us. <laughs> or we don't want to go back, repeat school again, which I tell you, I would love to. I mean, if I had, I don't know who's going to pay for it because it's a lot of money now, but I mean, I love vet school. It would be fun to, I mean, it would be fun to go back to vet school, especially knowing everything. I mean, not that I know everything, but I know where I can get the answers at now and I would take it seriously and every word out of someone's mouth, I would listen to it instead of just goofing off all the time. And I think too, the, the level of knowledge that they're teaching or the level of science is so advanced that I probably should go back to vet school again to call myself a vet. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Yes, yes. So uh, what is on your bucket list? My bucket list? Well, definitely travel. You know, there's a lot of places I want to go. So travel's big on my bucket list. You know, I want to learn Spanish. That That's kind of on my bucket list. So one thing I've actually been doing, I wanted to learn to read music and play the piano. So I started doing that a couple of years ago. Yeah, I actually have lessons today, so that one's probably what's on my mind. But that's been kind of fun, you know? Like, it's, and it makes your brain work in a totally different way. It does. It, like, music. That's true. And that you should actually have your kids take, are they taking piano lessons, too? My oldest just started. Okay. Yeah. 
I also think it makes you like helps you with coding because you have music and you have to change it to like the music notes. I think that helps with like the coding and and even I don't know. I just feel like it makes you smarter. I think they've even done studies too that it that learning music makes you smarter. And they've actually done studies that says if you're in like college that you should listen to there's certain types of music. It's mostly classical music which will help you learn more, which is strange, but they've done studies on that too. So music is very powerful. And then on travel, do you speak a lot? Are you out there on the speaking circuit? I'm trying. Yeah. So I'm getting there. You know, it's been interesting. It's harder to get in than I thought because, you know, when I was in clinics, I feel like I would get asked to do, especially like local speaking and I wouldn't always want to do it. Right. Because I was so busy. But now I'm wanting to do it to help promote my business too. You know, And I like speaking and I found it's, it's actually challenging. It's sort of I feel like a lot of places kind of have the same people that they just keep re-signing. So it's a little hard to get in that door, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I I saw that when I was at at VMX because I I ran into Dr. Courtney Campbell and he was there at VMX, but he wasn't speaking at VMX. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You know, Dr. Courtney is not speaking at VMX? Oh, my God. You know, and it does, when I did go to the speaking lounge, I did notice that a lot of the speakers were there the last time I went to VMX, which has been several years ago. So would you say you're more of a morning person or a night person? So that's kind of tricky for me. So naturally, I'm a night person. Like whenever I go on vacation, like I start staying up later, getting up later. But to get everything done in my daily life, I'm a morning person. Like I I get up at 530 and I just start and then I go to bed earlier. So... But you're in Arizona, so 5.30 truly is 7.30. Or wait, are you on, you're on mountain time, right? Right now. So Arizona, we don't do daylight savings. So we sort of, even though my clock never changes, everyone else's does, you know? Yeah, so I could live in Arizona and be a morning person, easy. And especially with the pandemic and our kids were at home, you know, homeschooling the halfway neglected way we do it. We, everyone's sleeping in late. We we have a farm too. Even our animals sleep in late. The chickens don't even start crowing till like two o'clock in the afternoon. But if I lived in Arizona, I would be a morning person. Yes, that's true. So did you grow up in Arizona? No, I'm actually from the Midwest. I'm from Missouri. Yeah, so I grew up on a farm, so I definitely know what you mean. We actually came out on Arizona as a vacation when I was in vet school and just fell in love with it. Yeah, and then got a job out here later and have just stayed because we love it. Really? I used to travel a lot in my job, and, and we went to Phoenix, Arizona, and I was helping someone with recruiting, and we were doing some commercials about this clinic in Arizona, and it's, I was like, I couldn't live there, but, you know, they say it's the sunniest city in the, on the, in the planet or something, the sunny, I guess it's a way of saying it's really hot, <laughs> right? Yeah, but we get a lot of sunshine. Yeah, but it's the dry heat, you know, I don't know, but 125 degrees is so hot. I don't think I could take it. Let's stop right here. Keep your thoughts and let's go to a commercial break and we'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hey, this is Dr. Julio Alonso. Do you want to keep up with everything Vet Matt? Then check out my show on Vet Candy TV. We talk about clinical updates, science news, plus some of the coolest people in our profession. 
Stream at MyBetCandy 24-7 on YouTube, iTunes, and most other video platforms. What are you guys doing? It's hot. Right now, the weather's great. You know, in January, this is where you want to be. You know, the winter months. No, it's, it's 70, you know, usually. Uh, right now, it's actually been a little bit chilly, but usually it's like 70s and sunny. And uh, yes, the summer is brutal. Like, it was hilarious. The city spent all this money on these new road signs, and they melted. So there's all these memes of, like, these road signs that are just, like, bleh, because they didn't test them for that level of heat, especially over the asphalt. So that was a lot of money, unfortunately, taxpayers that we had to fix. But um, but yeah, in the summer, what we do, actually, most people have a pool. So like, you don't do anything in the middle of the day, right? You stay in your house. And then in the evenings, you swim in your pool, you know, or really early in the morning before the sun comes out, you walk your dog and that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, the summers when you leave town, like that's definitely when you want to go on vacation or when you do like the museums, movie theaters, if you do anything stuff in summer mm-hmm. do you guys use a lot of solar energy yes but you know probably not as much as we could i don't know there's you could you could light up the world with it right i mean you could really like you could fuel the world with your sun yeah no it, it's intense I, I don't know we don't do as much as as i would think we would i, I don't know i feel like politics has gotten into yeah, it yeah i'm sure i'm sure um in i live in connecticut and you do see people like people here like they're like we're all against the government we want to live on our own we want to be like independent you know be able to raise your own food and stuff um so you do see the solar things here but it's very green and there's leaves everywhere so it's not the ideal place because it's not it's so shady here from the greenery but everyone's trying like we want to break away we want to be our own we want to be on our own like our own little like you have your house is your own country so like the less you have to go out into into civilization the better over here so if we had if we had your all's son not that i want it we could really be happy i mean even here too like people will Usually you have propane, ta- like you have propane heat, but everyone heats their house with wood. So you're chopping down trees all summer long, chopping down trees and making your wood for the winter. We're like survivalists up here. So, but we do need to be, we need to get, I don't know, maybe some green solar power from the leaves, I guess, in the summer. Well, here, like gardening, I, I can't, but it's so sad, right? Like my garden is like pitiful. Well, because there's so much sun, it like burns everything. So I, I haven't quite figured out the gardening part. It's it's been pretty sad. In the northeast, there's a lot of big rocks and stuff, but but the soil is really fertile. You can drop something down and it'll grow really quickly. I don't know. I guess nobody can be happy, right? If you have curly hair, you want straight hair. You have straight hair, you want curly hair. We've got to go to commercial break, and we'll be right back. So stay tuned. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hello, this is Caitlin Palmer. You probably know me as the desk wench. You know, the sweet TikTok receptionist who has to deal with the evil Karen Stevens. Well, if you like that, you are going to love my new podcast, Desk Wench Confessions. On my show, I have funny guests who tell me about their own Karens. Plus, we have contests, giveaways, and skits. Trust me, you are going to love it. 
Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice on Vet Candy Radio. But um, now, how was it growing up in Missouri? Like, Missouri is a really beautiful place, very green and hilly. And then you go to Arizona. So, how do you miss the, the hills? No, but it, it is very different, right? I feel like moving to Arizona almost felt like moving to another planet because it's like rocky. You have all the crazy cactus and even some of the trees are green. They're called Palo Verdes. They're completely green. Like it just reminded me of like Star Trek, you know, like the 60s episodes, like the old episodes. So yeah, it is, it is different. And the other thing that's kind of wild for me is my girls are, they're growing up in Arizona so for them, this is normal, right? And when we go to Missouri, they're like, it's too green. Like they, It's too green. Take me back to the to the red stone and the cactus. Yeah, like they can't get over it. And they'll complain, like if we go for a walk, you know, because my parents, we like to walk around the farm and stuff. They're like, oh, all these hills, you know? So it's just so funny. The grass, it hurts my feet. <laughs> I miss the dirt <laughs> and the sand. Yeah, that's cute. That's cute. Well, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? If you could live, and you can, I mean, honestly, right? Right, yeah. I mean, my husband keeps joking. He wants to move to um, Costa Rica. There's a bunch of expats, like vets down there. Um, I think if we didn't have kids, because we love our kids' schools set up right now, and I, I don't know what it's like in Costa Rica, but that's what we've always kind of joked. Somewhere tropical, but it has to have some mountains. It can't just be completely an island I don't know I don't know I've never been to Costa Rica but that's what we've been kind of like half joking about lately a lot of people have, have mentioned Costa Rica on this this when I asked them that question so interesting you got to go you got to you got to put that in your in your schedule to go to Costa Rica so there's something about taxes I think that's also why so many expats are going down there I think you can like yeah you can spare yourself a lot of taxes or something there's I think they're trying to get the Americans to come in and spend money I guess so. Do they use the word tax as we go? And they, they have the best food. I know they have really good food down there. Costa Rican food is so good. That's I'm, I'm really hungry now. Okay, next question. What is the biggest lesson that you've ever learned? You know, probably it was something actually in college. And it was, what is that called? Like your freshman seminar, that class that you hate, right? And it seems ridiculous. What was that class? Yeah, we had it too. It's like, it seems like a joke, but I remember we had a speaker and he talked to like all the freshmen in college and he made a comment that I really stuck with me. And basically he said, you have to make a lot of good decisions on little things before you can even make it to a big decision. You know, it's not like you're just at the low rung and then all of a sudden you get offered the, you know, the president of the company, right? You know, it's kind of one of those, you have to get out of bed when your alarm goes off. You need to, you know, do like, you need to finish your work. You need to do all these you know, all these little things throughout the day. And that's how you even get to make a big decision. And so that really stuck with me because I never thought about it that way. And so just really realizing even the little mundane things of just making myself like, no, I've got to, I've got to make a good decision, even on these little things. Mm-hmm. Well, in my vet, in my vet, vet inter- introductory vet class, it was taught by Dr. Hyacinth Finley. I loved her name. And one thing she taught us was, is if you have diarrhea, eat a green banana. If you have constipation, eat a blackened banana. I don't know why we were talking about that, but to this day, I think about it. Like, I always think about it. But I think your lesson was a li- was much better than the lesson I learned so, so next question, what is the one thing you cannot live without? Right, right. 
actually right now because I'm drinking my coffee still. I mean, I kind of probably coffee, even though I know I could do without it, but it would be quite painful. So I, I'm going to lean towards coffee, even though I know I could do it. Are you like a coffee snob? Like, do you think like when you taste like Starbucks, people tell me it tastes burnt and then they like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Do you, are you like a gourmet coffeeer or whatever? Not too much. I think also with having kids, I just need the warm black coffee. But what's interesting is I like Starbucks. So I think Dunkin' Donuts is too acidic because I've heard that too, where people are like, oh, they burn it in Starbucks. But I actually almost like that bitter flavor more than Dunkin' Donuts, where I think it's too acidic. I don't like theirs. So I don't know. Okay. Okay. Interesting. The next question is, what is your biggest guilty pleasure? I love sweets, but I, I try to keep it down. So I guess, you know, just thinking off the top of my head, I will hide snacks from my family i thought it was just me i have a little secret stash of chocolate chip cook like chocolate chips i'll be like getting ready to go to a meeting and i need like an energy boost so i have a little snack and i was at vmx and i come back and my jar is empty they found it i think they've known where it is the whole time because i'm like how am i eating this many chocolate chips i think but like i'm not here and i notice it's like gone so i didn't need the entire bag i, I was like five people were eating that bag and I just figured it out. Oh, how about the Halloween candy? Do you hide the Halloween candy? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, we hide it because I don't, because my girls would just, you know, devour it. Right. But in the process, I have a feeling I and my husband may end up eating more of it than they do. I don't know. Yeah. we They're still asking where last year's Halloween candy is. And I'm like, you know, I, every time you have, like, I have it for snacks all the time. You just don't realize it. Wink, wink. It was gone very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I know my mom did the same thing. Like we would go trick or treating and we'd come out and she'd be like, okay, put your candy out here so I can go through it and make sure there's no razor blades. But then she's like eating it. <laughs> It was a trick. It was a trick. She would be eating all the good stuff. And I'm like, I thought you were checking it for razors and poison. She goes, I am. I'm checking it. I got to keep checking it. So that's good. So it's universal. Okay. So last question. If you were a superhero, what would be your power? It's got to be good, Rachel. It's got to be good. My power would be time, I think. Like if I could give people more time or go back in time, because I feel like that's the great equalizer, right? We all have the same amount of time. It's just how we use it. So put a different spin on it. That's what I would do. I would mess with time. <laughs> that would be great. Especially in vet school, you could be, you're in a test or navly. I guess you're taking navly and go, and you could stop time and be like, oh, you know, I'm going to relax. I'm going to chill out and take this test. So that would be great. Okay, hold it right there. Let's take a break and go to our sponsor and we'll come right back and finish this conversation. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Vet Candy Radio delivers world-class content with engaging voices and inspirational messages curated by a network of top influencers and experts. Stream 24-7 at myvetcandy.com. Hey. 
So did you did you enjoy your time on the 21 questions? Did you did you have a good time? I loved it. You're hilarious. I love chatting with you. Oh, good, good. So if someone wants to connect with you, I know you and I are connected on LinkedIn, but you do have Instagram and everything else. So how can they get a hold of you? Facebook, Instagram, and then my website. So petcancercareconsulting.com. There's a lot of ways where you can message me. I know it's so long, but I did that because you know what it is, you know, but it is quite, it's a mouthful. It is. That's a long URL, but we'll also put it in the show notes below. So you definitely want to check her out. And if you're a veterinarian and you want to have your own superpower, you can now have your own veterinary oncologist in your pocket. And you're on your cell phone or whatever, in your pocket, available almost 24 hours a day, because we don't need 24 hours a day. But when you need her, she's there. Thank you very much for being on the show, Dr. Rachel. And thank you, audience, for listening. I'm so excited. We have a next up. We have Dr. Hezzy, I think, is going to be up next on the show next week. So thank you for listening. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. It's Vet Candy Radio.